My people, my people. What up, though? What up, on episode two of the Fishbowl Podcast. You know who it is. It's everybody's favorite asshole. I'm here with my sister, Top Boogie. What's up, sis? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. What you been up to? Um, not so much just working. Um, I am really loving the feedback that we received from our last podcast. I want to give a shout out to all the people who listened to our very first episode and say thank you so much. And if you are new, welcome to the family. Most definitely, most definitely want to keep this thing going. We had a blast recording it. Uh, we would love for you guys to just share, like, subscribe, do whatever you got to do to get the word out for us. Um, we want to. I want to open. This episode with a little something different. Today's the 20th anniversary of Juveniles Back That Ass Up. I remember like it was yesterday. Absolutely. Fourth and fifth grade dance. I went to an academy, so we had to wear we had to wear uniforms. Uniforms, yep, we sure did. So the dance was the only time you got to get fly for the school year. Went to school. Yep. You would change, all the boys would change in one classroom. So I go to the dance. My mama sent me to school in a pair of all white, brand new, fresh Air Force Ones, a yellow t shirt, and some black guest jeans that would start so hard they could have stood on their own. <laughs> you were styling and, and profiling. And this is a time, this is a time where the teachers didn't care whether the profanity was in the music or not, or what grade you it was just getting played. Because they wanted to hear it too. Absolutely. I love those times. I love those I, times then, man. If I could I, go. I went to the auditorium with my eye on one person and one person only. Her name was Candace. I hit the dance floor. Grabbed Candace's waist and held it up for dear life. Juvenile's back that ass up. So I just want to send a special shout out to Julie for that memory right there. Something you'll never forget, huh? Something I will never forget, bro. Never. I think back that ass up holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts. Um, I, as well, would like to sincerely say thank you for um, the twerk anthem that will never die and it's, i can appreciate that it's timeless like honestly if depending on who's at my funeral play back that ass up so they can get it live like i when i die make it a party i want to see somebody throw their goddamn hip out to this song well hopefully you'll be old when you do pass away and it will be someone actually throwing the hip out to this song so let's to that. Let, let's get into it. Valentine's Day just passed. How was your Valentine's Day? Um, it was wonderful. Valentine's Day for me um, is usually just about my grandmother because that was her birthday. Um, I don't really participate in the commercial side of the holiday, but for me, it always brings back a lot of great family memories. Um, so I spent my Valentine's Day with our mom. Um, and of course work <laughs> but yeah I spent time with our mom and just you know reveling in the memory of our grandmother very much so but I know you have a significant other how was your valentine's day I do I do um I have a girlfriend and we spent valentine's day with kids we ordered papa john's heart-shaped pizza sat That's there cute. we watched tv and we just enjoyed our day. I don't, I'm not really huge on Valentine's Day. Like you said, it's our grandmother's birthday. So it's always a rough day for me. Um, 
And it's a commercial holiday that was literally made up just to get people to spend money. Like, let's be honest about it. Well, um, but I did, I did buy her something. I did buy her something. I got her a gift just because everybody else getting a gift. I didn't want my girl to be the only one out here without no gift. Understandable. And did you get a gift in return? I did. I did. Um, I got a gift. But guys aren't really supposed to get gifts on Valentine's Day. I don't think that's true. I think guys are supposed to get gifts on Valentine's Day. I definitely believe in getting my significant other something, not just for Valentine's Day, but just, you know, throughout whenever, just to say, you know, you are appreciated and I'm thinking about you. Um, But then again, you got to know people's love language as well. So that's important. Whatever that means. All I know is, ladies, you can't just give them lingerie on sex on Valentine's Day. That's something you're doing throughout the year. At least give them a lap dance or something. Bring it, tell them, text them and tell them to bring 100 or 200 ones home. And then when he get down, bust down Tatiana when he get home. I like to give personalized gifts. I don't know if that's personalized. I think you can get a bust down Tatiana from your girlfriend any day of the week. I mean, I don't think that's special, but if that's what you want for Valentine's Day, more power to you, brother. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> let's get this. Let's get this something else. So, uh, I read an article that said student loans will potentially be coming out of paychecks. How do you feel about that? I feel like um, I'm glad I am in the student loan forgiveness program because that means that I that probably will not happen to me. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily fair. I think that people are already struggling to pay the the upfront necessity bills, like your rent, your car note, your insurance, your phone bill. Those are necessities. And I understand that you um, accumulated this debt by going to school, but I don't necessarily think that it should be one of those things that they take out of your paycheck because then that's, that's putting that debt before the necessities. And I don't, I don't think that's fair and I don't think that's right. I certainly hope that they don't pass that bill. And if they do, God help us all. I think it's bullshit. And this is the exact reason niggas don't trust banks and get rush cards and, and prepaid visas. This is the exact reason people do shit like that. Um, it's bullshit because of the fact of just how expensive school actually is. And I think that's the first thing I thought about. Like, I got damn near $70,000 in student loans probably that I'll never pay off. Fuck the government. I don't ever plan on paying my student loans. I'm just being honest. You know, that fucks up your credit, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, you go to school for all these years. I have a degree in African-American studies. I am absolutely um, satisfied with the degree I have received. However, I do not do anything that pertains to and or involve African-American people on a daily basis. Um, however, I have a lot of student loan debt that I can acute, that I can attribute to the study of African-American people throughout the world. However, I'm not using it. I think you should only have to pay for things you use. I'm currently using my apartment. I am using my car and I'm using my water. Those are the things that I am going to worry about paying. Yeah, I'm not honestly like just to be 100. It's just not something I care to pay. Like, yeah, I went to school. I fucked off for a couple years, end up getting a degree. 
but I still don't plan on paying that money back. I'm just going to be honest. Whoever's listening to this, you can do what you want to do to me, but I don't plan on playing my student loans back. I'll go off the grid and I'll be walking in or in the office to get my paychecks if I have to. But that's the thing. It They say that, you know, if you don't pay your student loans back, then that affects your credit. And it absolutely positively does. There are, I don't know any, I probably know one person who is my age um, or even a little bit older that has credit good enough to be able to buy a house and get a low interest rate on a car. Everybody else that I know is struggling trying to play catch up um, to lower or to raise their credit score. So it's absolutely important that, you know, those things are taken care of. I'm not saying don't pay those bills. I'm just saying that if that comes out of people's income, if it comes first before any of the necessities, I'm worried that people won't be able to afford to live. I'll I'll make the government a deal. I'll make them a deal. You can have $180 a month for me out of my student loans if you give me $250 in food stamps. I think that's fair. That is fair. That is fair to me. You give me two hundred fifty dollars of food stamps to spend freely how I want. You can t- you can take that little one eighty, but just know I'm eating steak and lobster on your dime. Let's I- move on to something else. Um, speaking of money, Colin Kaepernick just got his settlement. I don't know if you read about it. Um, it was an undisclosed amount, but he settled with the NFL for undisclosed amount. Uh, what do you think about that? I am rocking with Cap all day, every day. Um, I think that he absolutely deserved whatever amount of money that he got. I hope he got so much money that his grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren will be on the Forbes list. And I think he absolutely deserved it it for what, what he went through and what they did to him. How about yourself? This this is the thing about the NFL. The NFL has been sued multiple times over years. I mean, the NFL is honestly one of the most corrupt places in sports. They've they've won lawsuits. And the thing about this is if they settle, I think it's a lawsuit that they came to the conclusion that they know they could not have won. I agree. Um, the, there are some people, though. There are some people that are saying Cap sold out, that he should have saw the lawsuit all the way through. And I understand both sides. I understand the need to to want to get your money, make sure your family's financially stable, make sure you're stable, you know, make sure not only – and everybody knows, look how much Cap has already donated of his own money. He's, it's not like he's going to get this money and not put back into the community. Exactly. Um, but I, I think some – a lot of – NFL players and and some people in the media, you know, fans, they wanted to see this thing play out to see the NFL get their just due finally, just because of the fact that they're corrupt corporate structure. I think that um, I think there's two parts to this. Number one, people need to realize that the actual lawsuit was because he was blackballed from the NFL. So it has nothing to do with the fact that he was pro well it stemmed from a protest but it doesn't have anything to do with the nfl players who are actually protesting um the disenfranchisement of black people by the police um however i think that 
the fact that the NFL settled with Kaepernick right there tells me everything that I need to know. And it's none of my business or your business or anybody else's business how much money this man has in his pocket because I know that Cap is going to support the community regardless of what he has. And he has been doing that continually. And honestly, I, I thank him and I think he deserves everything that he gets um, in life that is positive and good. He definitely does. He definitely does. Because even by statistics and numbers and PER, he's still better than like 80% of the quarterbacks in the NFL. For him not to have a job is just something wrong with that. And I do, one thing I do hope is, lawsuit or not, let's get Cap back on the field. And when he gets back on the field, as not only African Americans, as Americans, we need to throw our full support behind this man in all of his endeavors and every single one of them. I'm not a big sports fan, but if Kaepernick gets back into the NFL, I'm definitely buying a jersey, and when they play the Chiefs, I will be at the game. Um, I think that he has never said that he is against playing in the NFL any longer. He just wants the freedom to be able to express himself the way that he deems or feels necessary. And I absolutely think that there are teams that could – use him and probably need him and they need to go ahead and swallow their pride and let's go ahead and get cap a job. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Speaking of lawsuits, uh, I don't know if you recently saw, but it was a story in the news that it was all over online. These are conjoined twins. One twin is suing the other twin for sexual assault because he does not give him consent when he's jacking off. Apparently they share a lower half, but their upper half is split, but they also share organs on the lower half. What do you think about that? I I don't even I don't even know what to think. Um how how can you how can you stop someone from pleasuring themselves and, and I understand that you you feel it too, but if correct me if I'm wrong, but then the other the the defendant in this case, I guess it would be. Um, then he said that he, you know, waited till the other brother went to sleep. So to me, he was kind of courteous about it. That, okay, but, that's my thing. Okay, he goes to sleep and then he wakes up in in a in a in a, a cold sweat because he just he just splurged all over himself. I mean, come on. But you can't stop someone from pleasuring themselves. You like can't. I'm pretty, you can't. Like I understand that you know they they share a body and one twin may not be down for it. But at the same time, the other one has the right and obviously the urge and need to do those things. So I mean, as long as the other, if I mean, if I were in that situation, as long as I was asleep, I wouldn't honestly care. Just don't wake me up with your monkey business. That's all I'm saying. Well, I think about it. We're conjoined. We share lower half. So, obviously, I'm going to feel when you start touching yourself. If we're conjoined, we got to live this life. Like, at, we're, we're stuck together. There's nothing we can do about it. The biggest our biggest argument at some point is going to be what porno we about to watch. <laughs> like we about to flip through fifty nine pages trying to find a flick that we both agree on, so we can just <laughs> let's go ahead and rub it out. So you're saying you're you'd be more for mutual masturbation? I mean, we're conjoined. We, I mean, at some 
we we do everything together. I mean, if I may not like hot Cheetos, but you want to eat hot Cheetos, if you eat them, my asshole's gonna be burning just like yours is. That is that is very true. So and and I'm sorry to interrupt, but also this other news is that apparently one of the twins is gay and the other one's not. And they share an asshole. That just made it way more complicated. Because how do you consent to that as the one who is straight? How do you, what, how, how, how does that work? I've seen a video of the guy, one, the, the guy who's gay, his boyfriend kissed him. And I wish you could have saw this straight one's face. It's like, how does that even, how do you even fathom that? I, that's a hell of a situation to be stuck in, honestly. And I don't think that there's anything that the courts can do about that. I think that, honestly, that that's just something they're going to have to work out on their own. And I don't think that there's any way that you can comp- compromise your sexuality. So I don't know what that looks like for the and, future for them. And, and that's the thing. That's the thing that kills me is... I'm cool with you being gay, but we're conjoined and we share an asshole. So when you get your booty tickled, I'm getting my booty tickled. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just like the terminology that you're using. (laughs) (laughs) So what what do you say? Like, what if you're the straight one and you're just you're really just not in the you're not with the shit, so to speak? What I mean what do you do with that? Literally with the shit. This is okay. This is the thing that also fucks me up. Let Let's be real about it. If they have, if the guy has sex with them, the straight one's going to feel it. If they have sex with the guy, the straight one's going to feel it. How do you even go about this? Either way, that's why I said, how do you compromise your sexuality in that way? Like, even if the straight one puts on headphones and and an eye mask where he can't see or hear what's going on, he's still going to be able to feel it either way. Oh, he's going to smell burnt rubber in the room even if he put on headphones and eye bags. That's a hell of a that's a hell of a situation for them both to be stuck in. I don't know how I would handle I don't think I could handle that. I don't think there's any compromise that could be made to make either one of them happy. It's, it's, it's definitely a weird situation. Uh, but it's, Bring it out to him. I don't know what to do about it, but let's move on. 21's free. 21's free. Blah, blah. 21, 21, 21. They, they free 21 Savage, man. Uh, he, he, I don't know. He, he, Jay-Z got him a great lawyer. He's out. He did it. He even did an interview uh, saying Can that he, he was here with- Jay-Z in 2018 and stepping up as a leader in the black community. Whole- is definitely out here making moves and, and making it known that he ain't going for this shit within within the rap community and the black community. I'm loving every minute of Jay-Z and Beyonce, of the Carters. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, shout out to Solange too with that elevator. We cannot forget them. Sometimes you need a good ass whooping. So I, I think Solange hit Jay upside the head with his shoe and knocked his ass straight. Knocked and he, straight. He's, he's been making power moves in the black community ever since. I agree. Now he he has the Frederick Douglass hair. Like he is seriously on his Afro American appreciation. 2019 is the year of the move up for Black people. Shit, right now. Definitely, most 
But Most anyway, back to 21 Savage. I'm sorry. Um, in his interview, he said uh, that he moved to the. I was waiting for an accent. I'm just gonna be honest. I was waiting for him to talk in his real voice and sound like Idris Elba, because everybody knows Idris Elba is like British from the UK. I it sounded like Idris Elba, but apparently, 21 moved here when he was seven, so he does sound American. He's been and, long uh, he's, enough not to have an accent. I'll give him that. He definitely has. He definitely has. Even though, in the back of my mind. I wanted 21 to sound like 007. There's something wrong with you. It's definitely <laughs> something wrong with me. It's definitely something wrong with me. Um, I mean, it's great that he's free. Um, I think it's That's a great true. thing. In the interview, he also mentioned that when they pulled up on him, uh, he screamed. He said they were they were saying, we got 21, we got 21. And a lot of people think because 21 Savage is an evolving rapper that because he's doing a lot of positive things in the black community, honestly, he's, he's sending kids back to school. He's, he's putting huge amounts of money in a magnet school and even his rap is evolving. Um, his single a lot with J Cole, he, he talks about a lot of black issues that's going on in the black community. And a lot of people think this is why they targeted him. And let me just say that I called it. I called it. I called it. Anytime a black person starts to do something good in the community, the police and the government will try to take them down as quickly as possible so that they can discourage other black people from doing the same thing. And I really feel like that's what's going on with um, the whole 21 Savage situation. I feel like he was targeted because of his position um, in the black community as a positive leader who is showing people that you can be a rapper um, and you can grow as a rapper. I definitely think that he was targeted. Um, and I think it's a very sad situation. I'm glad that he had, you know, the power behind him to be able to at least get himself out of jail for the time being. I don't know where the case is as far as him being deported, but I definitely think he has a group of lawyers around him who are going to do the best that they can so that that does not happen and so that he can continue to be a credit to our community. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, we want 21 to not be deterred by this, keep doing positive in the community, and to laugh with us at the means, man. You free. Enjoy that shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing more cathartic, I think, than being able to laugh at yourself, um, especially um, when you're coming out of something as serious as what happened at 21. So welcome home. I'm I'm glad he's out and back. Um and able to share his story with everyone so that everyone can be aware of what's going on. Most definitely. Uh, most definitely. So something that, that, that was interesting to both of us, uh, actor, well, I guess I should say comedian slash actor D Ray Davis. I recently found out, and me and you even had a discussion about it. I found out he was in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. So, for those who don't know what that means, that means he's a man and he lives, cohabitates, and dates two women who will also date each other. And the reason this was interesting to me is because 
I have always told my sister that I could see myself in one of these relationships. Now, don't get me wrong. I have an amazing girlfriend. She's super sweet, super kind. So I'm, this is not a diss to her. But I have been saying this for years that I would date two women. And yes, that sounds sexist as shit. Um, I grew up in a house with 30 women. I have 22 sisters. <laughs> but <laughs> even even as a man who supports feminism, I have sexist views by default. Men automatically, I'm just going to let this be known, ladies. Men have sexist views because of the way, not because of the way we were raised. We could, I've been, I was raised by feminist, strong feminist women, but because I'm a man and society teaches me or has at least tried to steer me how to treat women, some of my views are sexist. So I, I'm honest about it. At least I see my faults. But I have always said I could see myself in one of these relationships. I um I honestly agree. I think it's a very intriguing um idea. I don't necessarily see anything wrong with it. I think the reason that you can see yourself in one of these relationships has a lot to do with the way that we were raised. Um I'm just going to be all the way honest and put it all the way out there because we're all family, right? Um, our mom, for the better part of our life, was polyamorous and had, you know, more than one boyfriend, and everybody knew, you know, what was going on. Um, so I myself even thought about it. It's an intriguing idea. Um, I just don't think that I am a very good sharer. So that would not happen for me. But I hats off to people who can actually do it. I see the benefits in it. Um, I I don't judge people who do do it. I think it's an interesting idea. I just know that for me, I'm a type of person who I'll tell you that you can do something and in the middle of the act of doing it, I'll get mad. So if I told you Sure, you can have another girlfriend, but the moment you go out on a date with the other girl, I'm showing up on the date with a knife and I'm cutting both of y'all. So I I couldn't do it. See, that's the thing about it though, as as a man. Like imagine me growing up, you see it everywhere. When you read in history books, kings had more than one wife. Even when I read, when you read the Bible, the men in the Bible had six, seven, eight wives. Some, a lot of them had more than one wife. Um, That's true. So, I, as a man, I grow, I grew up seeing this everywhere. Yeah. So automatically, it's like men have this fixation of they of more than one woman. And like I said, these relationships, everybody's in agreement. The women are with yeah. the women. The men. men. So everybody's in agreement. And it's another reason I can see myself. That's very important to point out. It's it not is, somebody it who has a girlfriend and then a side chick. Exactly. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about everybody being aware of what is going and on. Yeah, they're cohabitating. I mean, I could see me waking up in a king-size bed and I, it's a woman on each arm. Now, the real reason, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Anybody who knows me knows I'm cheap. <laughs> If I got three people in my household who making fifty, sixty thousand a year, that's a hundred and fifty thousand dollar household. <laughs> so, so um, not necessarily polyamory, but um, 
there there's a big like groundswell in the black community for um polygamous marriages for for that very reason because of the potential household earnings and being able to um care for your family and live in a specific way so i definitely see the benefits of it i just don't think that i could be one of the people to benefit from it as a drawback Imagine two women, uh, fellas. Imagine how hard your how hard your girlfriend give it to you when she's mad at you. How hard she can be on you. Now imagine, imagine two off two girls at the same time. Imagine pissing two of them off at the same time. You might not make it when you you might not wake up tomorrow. You might as well want to move out. Like move out until they've settled down and then come back. You got to have that's, a guest house in that case. That's what a man cave is for, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Let's move on to, to to something that's all over the news. You can't turn on the news without missing it, man. Um, Jesse Smollett's goddamn lie. Jesse Smollett's lie. So we talked about Jesse Smollett last week, and we mm-hmm. just so happened to mention that the Chicago police were putting this on him, said he did this to himself. Uh, nobody knows why he did it. The reason is still unknown. Obviously, he was trying to bring awareness if if he did do it to I don't think it's enough information it, forget all of that I just don't think it's enough information to for us to know whether he did it or not so I've been trying not to judge whether whether he he beat himself up or not I think that there's a lot going on with this case um I think that I feel a couple ways about it. So um, when the Chicago Police Department came out with their version of what happened, of course, I was devastated. Um, My first reaction and my first response was, why? This makes absolutely positively no sense um, why someone would potentially ruin their own career. It is a case that I am watching very closely because um, I want to know what happened. What I don't like and what I do see is Black people being more than willing to abandon Jesse at this moment when we still don't have the full details. And even when we do still have the full details of what happened, I think we need to be more careful about how we prosecute or persecute people in the public eye. I think sometimes we need to learn how to handle things as a family and within ourselves instead of being so vocal and so ready to disregard or kick somebody out of the picnic, so to speak. Um, I did see today that there are new developments in the case where the FBI has actually come out and said that um, the Chicago PD may have overstated their case. And did you hear anything about that? I did. I saw that. But I'm glad you said it and I didn't have to. As African-Americans, we have this tendency to throw our people in the trash, be unforgiving and throw them in the trash instead of forgiving. Um, To be honest, I understand throwing R. Kelly in the trash. He's been dumpster fire. He's exactly, exactly. I understand throwing O.J. Simpson in the trash. 
But I think in some of these cases, we put our heroes on these pedestals that they never belonged on or they didn't ask to be on in the first place. And then once our heroes let us down, we have the tendency to throw them in the trash. Not only do we have the tendency to throw our heroes away or these people that we admire who are in the media, we have a tendency to discredit them. And black people, a lot of times, one of the ways that we express ourselves through pain is through laughter. So we have this tendency to make, to crack jokes because we're hurting. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that um, a very big portion of why we are so quick to throw people away in our community is because we always had to be perfect. We always had to um, present the world that we were perfect people because we were thought of as so much less than others. So now we're still stuck in that mindset where anything that falls less than perfect within the Black community, we're going to outcast it and we're going to throw it away because that's easier to deal with than to say, you are a flawed human being and I love you. Let me show you the right way because no one's ever done that for us. We simply cannot extend that kind of generosity to one another because the world has never extended it to us. And that's a very, very sad thing. I completely agree. We definitely have to start taking apologies, to be honest with you. If if Kanye apologizes, as long as someone sees their wrongdoings, we got to give them the space and an ability to show us that they can change. I agree. Uh, we are, a lot of the times as African-American people, we aren't doing that. I want us to start doing that. We have to start doing that. Because at the end of the day, they're still going to have the same struggles that I have because of their skin color. Exactly. And there's still value in these people. We can't just throw people away. Um, these people are still... Um, need it. They are still voices in our community that we need. Maybe we, if if Jesse did it and he's attacked again, maybe we don't necessarily believe him every time he cries wolf. But if Jesse is standing up on a podium talking about um, how he, his coming out story, that's absolutely something that we need in the Black community because being a Black gay male is hard. So we can't just throw people away. We still need these people for what they represented. We just can't. We need to learn how to forgive within our own community. And that starts with being able to forgive ourselves, I think, for for whatever. I don't know. Long story short, these people still have seats at the table. We need their voices. We need them to act right. But we also need them to do right. Let's draw the next topic. Okay, so the next topic, thank God they got his ass. Free at last, free at last, got over. They got our Kelly. Oh, after what, 20 something years? Finally, they got his ass. After our parents' generation wanted them free. They wanted to sing with him. They wanted to be with him. They and our generation wanted his ass locked up and we got what we wanted. Finally. I've been protesting uh, this man since I was like 15 years old. 
And finally, they are getting ready to hopefully prosecute his ass. I'm just happy with him even being in jail for a couple days because that's a couple days more he's off the street and not able to fuck with somebody's brain. Well, um, they got him on 10 counts of sexual assault. Uh, apparently, another video, it hasn't been released to the public. I hope it doesn't get because if it has a minor on there, I don't want to see it. Um, um, it, it does. It, it absolutely does. And it is a very, I haven't seen it. Let me just say that. But I have been watching the news. And from what um, the actual CNN news reporters are reporting, there is a minor girl. Um, and she does reference her underage genitals. And he also references her underage genitals in the video, which it's, is disturbing in itself. It is it's sickening. And honestly, um, I'm going to sit here and be honest. I was maybe 12 or 13 when the first tape happened. And it was all over the Internet. It was on porn. People wanted to see it. And honestly, I think people were... So, like, let me see if that's R. Kelly that we never paid attention to the fact that we were literally watching child pornography. I agree. I agree. It's, it's, to me, it's, it's, it's weird and it's disturbing. Um, it's weird because I don't, because there's always a, a rush to the internet to watch somebody's sex tape, especially like a leaked sex tape. It's like, oh my gosh, I need to go see her and him doing it naked because they don't want me to look at it. But then secondly, it's disturbing because everybody who went and watched that tape knew that there was a child on it. They knew. So how, how do you justify watching that? I don't necessarily feel like you can. I, I agree. I agree. and. I'm just glad they got him. Um, more reports have came out that apparently R. Kelly didn't have enough money in the in his bank account, in his account to actually pay bail. So that's the reason he's still in prison. And bless bless God for that. The Lord works in mysterious ways. He definitely does. What goes around is always going to come back around. Exactly. Precisely. And people generally in life get what they deserve. And I feel like it's going to be one of those things where this time R. Kelly is going to get his comeuppance. And I feel like that's going to happen because they made this um, Surviving R. Kelly documentary and it wasn't just the African-American community that was outraged by it. Because there's been a lot of people. Let's, just, let's not just say that, you know, our parents' generation dropped the ball because there were a lot of people back then who wanted R. Kelly locked up, who saw that he was a danger to little brown girls and um, they were not on his side. But then there were also a lot of people who were playing this music outside the courthouse saying free R. Kelly. So I feel like this time, just like they got OJ the second time around, they're going to get his ass this time. And I hope they nail him to the wall. I am not in favor of R. Kelly walking away from this one. One of the things that always bothered me about it is, Let's be honest, not only within the world, but specifically, I can speak on my community. Growing up in the black community, you see this a lot. Cousins, friends of the family, uncles, aunties, stuff like that. You hear about it all the time. You hear a child speak out, say that they were touched inappropriately, say that they were, they, they, they were talked to inappropriately. 
and a, a lot of these people dismiss it because of the same reason R. Kelly got dismissed. And it's disturbing, and it's something that re- definitely needs to be addressed and changed. I agree. I just saw a video on the internet the other day of a little girl who was videotaping herself, telling her mom that her mom's boyfriend was touching her inappropriately and that he had come into her room after going out to the club with the mom. And the mom just dismissed the claim as if the little girl wasn't even talking to her, like basically saying that it was the little girl's fault and asking her what she did to provoke the man. I caught that. I caught that. And one of the things the mom said was, well, you wear those little ass shorts around the house. You're provoking them. Let me tell y'all something. Women and their bodies are their bodies. They can be, it it doesn't matter what she's wearing, how you should treat her. That's what I was always, I don't care what a woman has on, I'm going to treat a woman the way my mother taught me to treat women, with respect. And I think that's what a lot of these brothers get wrong. They sexualize women and they lose the respect for a woman because they sexualize her and she's become an object in her head. A woman is a woman, not an object. Absolutely. And it's absolutely ridiculous that there are so many men out here looking at little girls um, in that way. And and I understand, you know, kids don't necessarily look the same as they looked back when we were kids. And and I can I can completely see that. But you shouldn't be out here objectifying anybody for, for that matter women shouldn't have to walk down the street and be catcalled, let alone a 12-year-old girl shouldn't have to walk down the street and be catcalled. I find that what generally happens is men don't respect women until they have a daughter, which is sad because at that point, it's too late. You want the world to change for your daughter when you weren't trying to make it better before then. That is, those are facts right there. Those are facts right there. So, um, let me go ahead and draw another topic. Let's see what we got. ISIS bride. So this is something you were adamant about and uh, something you definitely want to talk about. It won't you inform the people on it. So from from what I understand, um, there was an American-born Muslim woman who I believe she was from Florida. Um, she ran away and joined ISIS, married, um, was recruited, um, and also trying to recruit other Americans into ISIS, um, and also encouraging other Americans to commit terrorist acts on American soil. Um, While a part of ISIS, I believe she's been married three times, and all three of her husbands are um, deceased at this point. She has an 18-month-old child, and now she wants to be re um, allowed to re-enter the United States and to resume her American citizenship, and she is regretful for what she has done. What do, do you do? You think I want to ask you first? Do you think we should let her back? Because Hell per, no. Okay, we're agreed. We're in agreement on this thing because I definitely. I I'll say this: accept the child, leave the woman. So you think the child should be... Um, the child had kids? nothing to do with it. You want to you wanna send an American child back here? I mean, is she American that she was born on their soil? 
Well, she's she's American. Um, so her child would be considered American, right? I mean, I, I don't know the whole. I'm not sure about that. Well, but from if, what the Trump administration is saying is they revoked her American citizenship. So they're saying that they did officially send her a letter letting her know. I don't know where they sent the letter to, considering she was in, what, Syria or Pakistan? Um, but, yeah, they sent her a letter and telling her that she was no longer an American citizen. So if she was no longer an American citizen, um, I guess de facto that means that her child is not an American citizen? Well, um, I don't I don't know. I don't know. We can't accept her back. If we accept her back, it's jail time automatically, um, if anything. The only thing they're going to do is probably try to get information out of her and lock her up. And I don't think she wants that. Um, and now ISIS, since she came out publicly and said this, she probably has to fear for her life there as well. So um, honestly, I pray for her. Um, I pray for her, her peace because a child is involved. Uh, regardless of your feelings about her and this country, at the end of the day, there's a child involved. And I don't know. It's a, it's a sticky situation, man. Um, it's just, you know, as, as much of an anti-American I am at some point, the American in me wants to go, woo-ha, fuck her. Um, <laughs> I, I understand the need for information when it comes to fighting ISIS, um, even though our president thinks that we have defeated them. Clearly, we have not. Um, and I, I, I pray for her and I pray that she finds safety. Maybe she should, you know, head to Switzerland or something like that. But I just don't think that we can allow her on American soil, knowing the types of things that she encouraged other Americans to do, like um, get a truck and run Americans over in the name of ISIS. Um, just, you know, different kinds of things like that. I just don't think that she should be allowed back in the United States. I don't know what they can do to help her, but I know bringing her here isn't the answer. We got enough going on. I definitely agree. So it's time for Billy's hot take. Everybody who knows me knows that I'm a thinker, but I'm also an idiot. I get mad about shit. I get happy about shit. My hot take today is I am pissed off that I had to learn cursive in elementary school. It was a waste of fucking space and my time because when people write their signature, how many people's signatures can you actually read? Most people's signatures are just scribbles. I know mine are. Has anybody ever actually wrote you a note besides probably a little girl, a girl in elementary or high school in cursive? My hand, my cursive handwriting is too sloppy to even fucking read. I'm mad that this generation didn't have to learn cursive and I did. Are you going to say anything? I personally enjoy writing in cursive. And Nobody does that. I I think it's a useful skill. I'm sorry to disagree. Um, I like writing in cursive. I still write letters. You probably write with the quail pen that you got to that's made out of a bird, an ostrich feather that you have to dip in ink too. <laughs> On parchment paper, like, well, fuck it. this is this is not medieval times. Ain't nobody out here writing cursive manuscripts. I'm I'm just saying, I feel like cursive is 
it's useful. Like, don't I feel like people need to know how to sign their name at least. You should learn cursive, right? right? When people sign their name, everybody mostly has the same signature. They put the first letter of their name in cap, and then it's just a fucking squiggly line. Last letter, squiggly line. I mean, that's true, but I think that cursive looks great when you have good handwriting. And I have pretty good handwriting, so I enjoy cursive. My handwriting's awful because I'm ambidextrous. It's terrible. Like, your handwriting... I can understand why you don't appreciate cursive because yours looks like shit. So, But, I like I said, I'm ambidextrous. I can write and do shit with either hand. And both hands just look like shit because I don't know which hand is my dominant hand. You should probably just practice. Yeah, it's a little too late to me for me to be out here just sitting down practicing cursive. Um, I'm just saying, you sound like a giver-upper now. No, 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 I don't. I don't. This is coming from this is coming from somebody who wrote Shakespeare plays with quail pins. <laughs> Romeo, Romeo, wherefore I thought Romeo licking ass. But oh, the next topic that I just pulled is the Coast Guard. Um, he had a Democratic hit list. I don't know. They never revealed whether he was a conservative or. He was a liberal and he was going after him. They didn't reveal that, but apparently this man had a hit list and was going after some people. Have you read that? I did. Um, I did see a reference to that on the internet, and I believe he was like a, a neo-Nazi or a white supremacist or something like that. See, I didn't see that in there. Um, and yeah, he had a hit list of not just Democratic people, but people who he believed um, were left-leaning, that he was going to take take out basically he had like um a massive this armory of guns and ammunition over two years and had like a whole plan and and what kills me is he was a government official basically he's a coast guard officer who receives his pay from the government he um his job is to keep americans safe and he was plotting against our government. These are the most, literally, people like this are the most dangerous people in America. We like to pretend like the most dangerous people for us or the most dangerous things for us comes from outside sources, but no, it comes from right here at home, domestic terrorism is way more prominent and dangerous than we like to give it credit for. And I, I, I just always wonder why we downplay domestic terrorism so much. I think a big reason that um, we downplay it is because um, a lot of times when incidents happen that would necessarily be considered terrorism, it, it's never actually called that. These people are never seen as terrorists. They're always given the excuse of being mentally ill um, or there being inherently some type of issue with them why why they would not be considered terrorists. So we we as a community, we need to start putting the correct label on these people and we need to make more of a big deal that these people are out there and we our law enforcement needs to be encouraged to do 
more of that and to label these people as what they are. And we need to get these people the fuck on up out of here. Like the KKK, they need to go. These white supremacist groups, they need to go. All of them. This is one of the things we have to ask ourselves, though. Is this man about to get labeled mentally ill? It happens so often. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina, the shooting that happened there. Uh, there's uh, there are reports they took him for food before they took him in. They did, yeah. Perfect. The the shooting that happened during Batman, mentally ill. I mean, all these terrorists, because I'm gonna call them what they are. They're terrorists. Um, they get labeled mentally ill, and I feel like that label is so easy to get away with for them, for not only because they're white. But because they've seen it so much that they already know the punishment that they're going to get for their crimes. So they, it's, I feel like giving them this mentally ill label actually hurts instead of helps. Because now other people know, well, I can get away with this. Basically, as long as they're white, they know that they can get away with it. And it'll be considered they're mentally ill and they won't have to not necessarily face any real consequences, but they know that the law will definitely go easier on them. They won't be sentenced to death or anything like that. Um, So they still get to live out their lives for free in jail, and we get to pay for them to do that after they have, you know, committed these atrocities. That's generally what happens. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's fair. I think that this is one of those things where I really want to see this man prosecuted to the full extent of the law, and I don't want to hear that he's mentally ill. I want something to be done this time. Speaking of pay for play, Robert Kraft, owner of the New England Patriots, he's got six Super Bowls, and obviously Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Um, he's in the news because Robert Kraft wanted some of that macaroni. He got caught up in a prostitution ring. Have you seen this? I have. I have seen it, um, but I don't think it was just prostitution. I believe it was sex trafficking. It was sex trafficking. trafficking. It was definitely sex trafficking. I think this is the most interesting part of this story that nobody is talking about. Most um, definitely. Uh, sex trafficking is a big thing in the U.S. Um, even here where I'm at in Kentucky, um, I just, I, 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 it's huge here, and, and it's crazy to think that it would be. But I, I just read a story on Facebook in about Bowling Green, the area that I live in, the other day, where a woman was talking about some, they, someone was trying to get her outside of a restaurant. Yeah, I, I absolutely believe it, and I think that that's the big part of this story because not only was he paying for prostitutes. But he was paying for women who are being held against their will. Um, But I think that there's a bigger part of this story. What I'm interested in is I always want to talk about how you feel about these conspiracy theories. So how do you feel about people saying that the reason that he's being taken down is because he's trying to help Jay-Z and Meek Mill with their prison reform initiative? While I'm going to go ahead and say, obviously, if he did it, he did it, Um, it could be a reason. I love a good conspiracy theory, and I'm not saying that they're taking him down. That only reason they're bringing up this sex trafficking stuff is just because of that. Um, But I will say 
They're not going for this shit. Somebody with Robert Kraft's power, like I said, if he did it, he deserved to be taken down. That I'm glad they brought light to it. But somebody with that kind of power, this 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 isn't just the thing about it is when black people get white people on their side, that's when change happens when we can make change together. Um because it's not black people just screaming something. It's uh, another side being is other people feeling our pain and understanding what we're going through and saying, I'm gonna stand by you with this. Absolutely. Um Robert Kraft has paired with Meek Mill, Jay-Z, and uh, other people, Van Jones, uh, regarding this prison reform issue, and it's become a big thing because they have the backing. And it's not only Robert Kraft, it's the co- – I can't remember the guy's name, but it's also the co-owner of the, new, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. And when you got these kind of power players involved, that's when things can get scary. And change can start happening. Exactly. I think that um, all too often our government deploys the same old tricks to try and stop progress within our community. Um, And I'm absolutely with you that he definitely should be punished. I am not for sex trafficking of any kind. Um, But they knew for two years that he was participating in this. But all of a sudden, when he starts trying to make a real move towards change in the United States, something that most Americans, I think, can agree needs to happen, which is prison reform, um, all of a sudden now is when they take him down. Now is when they have enough evidence um, to, to make a move on him when he's been participating in this and they've been watching him for two years. I think that it is, it says a lot about how our government operates and it says a lot about how they are terrified of people actually standing up and making a change in this country and changing things from um, the same old, same old, which is what a lot of our celebrities are trying to do now. It's definitely not a coincidence. Let's get on to the last topic in our bowl for today, in our fishbowl for today. And that, um, I can't, I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this topic. So, the Trump administration is attempting to decriminalize homosexuality around the world. What do you think about that? I think that that is um, a wonderful objective to have. I just wish that I could actually believe that this administration gave a fuck about homosexual people when didn't they just ban transsexuals from serving in the military? They definitely did. They de- and that's the thing. I feel like it was a contradiction by saying and doing this. But they're they're full of juicy contradictions. That's all this administration is, is a big juicy contradiction. I completely agree. I completely agree. Um it's it's just going to shit. I feel like it's a, an attempt to just save face. I think it's an attempt to get more votes because people are starting to campaign for um, for the next election. And I really sincerely hope that gay people do not fall for this, but it's clearly pandering um, and they don't um, one, of, one of the things, one of the things that bothers me about this is the, the, the clear hate that they've shown for the gay community. And now 
they say this. I just don't get it. I agree. And and it's clear that Republicans have an issue with the gay community because on several they don't they don't even want trans people using um the men or women's bathroom depending on how they identify themselves. So to me, it's it's ridiculous for them to say that they're trying to I, I don't understand it, and I, I feel like they just pull, they're just pulling shit out of a hat now as initiatives for their administration. It's ridiculous. Is it a grab for votes, though? Like, do you think that he, Absolutely. by doing this, okay, he, by doing this, is possibly trying to set himself up for the next election? I honestly don't think Trump's going to run. He could. And this is a sign that we could be looking at uh, Trump, Bernie Sanders next election. I said Bernie because I love Bernie. I love Bernie. Um, I, I'm, I, I, this is absolutely a grab for votes. He thinks that um, the LGBT community is so stupid that they're going to fall for this and that somehow they're going to vote for him because he said that one of his initiatives is to make being homosexual acceptable around the world. However, he also said that he was going to build a wall and Mexico was going to fucking pay for it. So if you believe one word that this administration has actually said, you're out of your mind. You got to be smoking crack, bro. And that's where we're going to close it. Why don't you go ahead and take us out, sis? Okay, I want to thank everybody for joining us today um, on the second episode of The Fishbowl. It was wonderful speaking with you, family. And I want you to carry this with you until we meet again. If you fail, don't forget to learn your lesson. That's it, sis.